Hello, and welcome to Astrology Today, your regular look at the planetary movements and how astrology may affect and hopefully improve your life. Hi there, I'm Norma Lachance. I'm your host. I'm a life coach, a mathematician, and an inspired astrologer. And you've joined me for the weekend perspective, as well as the solar eclipse in Libra for Friday, October 13th, 2023. Welcome to the podcast and welcome to Friday the 13th. No, don't hide under your covers. It's going to be fine. Yes, it's Friday the 13th and the day before the launch of eclipse season. So I know I've been talking about it probably all week and maybe you've been thinking about it for the week as well. So yes, we're going to dig into it. This is going to be a bit of a longer episode. I'm just going to warn you now. So settle in, watch, listen to it on the way to work and on the way back, maybe if that works for you. So yes, I'm going to talk briefly about the weekend perspective, but let's face it, it's dominated by the solar eclipse that's occurring tomorrow. So I will be spending most of my time talking about that, but, or, and, not sure, but or and anyways, I wanted to just take a moment to talk about the listener response that I've had, which has been phenomenal. Thank you so much for reaching out, volunteering your chart, continuing to support me in my little corner of the astrological world here. Just a tip from me to you is that remember that all the details that I ask for are not extraneous. I need all of that in order for me to do at least a proper quick look at your chart. And so if there's a piece that's missing, that may be why I didn't pick your chart. So let's just remember that I need the date, the time, and the location as accurately as you can get it to me. And with the date, you know, we, you know, I have listeners from all over the world, I'm happy to say, but how we write the date in different parts of the world is different. So for example, I believe, and I could mess this up, I'm not sure, in North America, it's day, month, year, all in numbers, where I believe in Europe and elsewhere, it's month, day, year. So you can imagine my excitement when I get a chart that's, you know, the date is 01-07-1972. I'm like, great, is that July 1st? Or is that January 7th? I don't know. So the more specific you are, uh, the better I can obviously cast the chart. So just a, a tip from me to you to make sure you know, to give yourself the best chance of me picking your chart. Again, if you have anything specific about your chart that you want to ask about, you can certainly reach out to my email as usual. It's astrologydiva, that's dva at gmail.com. I also wanted to point out that tonight we are meeting 6.30 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. If you'd like to join into the new moon Zoom, I like to say that, but obviously tonight we'll be talking about the solar eclipse and all the nerdy astronomical pieces of that as well. So if you'd like to join, the link will be in the program notes. If for whatever reason you can't get the link to work from the program notes, again, send me an email. I will absolutely send you that link. Okay, let's finally get to those themes.
Well, let's start off with the moon as we usually do currently in Libra, not a surprise as of course the solar eclipse in Libra, the moon has now moved into that sign preparing for the eclipse, preparing really to step in front of the sun, but we're going to talk about that in a little bit. So when the moon is in Libra, remember the moon is where we find comfort, where we're, you know, we feel nurtured, taken care of, uh, you know, our emotional responses. So here it is in Libra. So finding that comfort in balance, in fairness, in diplomacy, all those things that are Libran qualities around justice and equality. That's kind of where our emotional responses may gravitate towards. Then by late Saturday, it'll move into Scorpio snap, I like to say. Yeah, so this is deep, passionate emotions, right? Scorpio is fixed water. So there's no light conversations happening Saturday night or for the rest of the weekend as that's uh, as for that matter. Um, you know, and related to decisiveness and, you know, just being feeling comfortable, hopefully, maybe finding yourself feeling a bit more nurtured, nurtured through those deep, passionate emotions. I wanted to mention that in terms of planetary movements that Pluto has finally gone direct. Did you sense it? The slowest moving planet out there? Probably not. Pluto's basically been standing on 27 degrees Capricorn for, you know, a month. Yeah, so it's gone direct. It's not like it's one of the fast, it's one of the slowest moving planets as as a matter of fact. So when it goes direct, it may seem imperceptible, Pluto has basically been standing still, like I said, for about a month, but I wanted to note that it has gone direct and it'll be that way uh, for about six months. Well, this is the part of the episode or the pod in general, where I talk about the important aspects and aspect patterns, but I'm just going to go right to the solar eclipse because I know you're all interested to know about that. Eclipses are just a really cool phenomenon. I always, you know, you've probably heard me say this before, but I think about people, you know, a thousand years ago, 2000 years ago, lying in the field when an eclipse happens and wonders, is this the end? I mean, imagine if you don't know any astronomy or you don't really understand the planetary movements and you see, you know, the the sun kind of disappearing. That's pretty scary. So they've always been thought of as auspicious moments. And so this is the launch of eclipse season. Generally, we have two per year, sometimes three, but generally two, spring and fall, or that kind of time frame depends on, you know, it kind of moves, obviously, as, uh, as the planets move. So this particular uh, eclipse season is starting with a solar eclipse, which is going on tomorrow on Saturday, and then in two weeks time, a lunar eclipse, kind of like the weaker cousin. I don't know why lunar eclipses don't get a better, you know, rap, but they just don't because solar eclipses are spectacular, let's face it. So yes, in two weeks, the lunar eclipse, and then that's it for 2023 for the eclipses. And so let's dig into the nerdy details, which I love uh, on what a solar eclipse is. Solar eclipses occur at the new moon. Now, I get the question pretty regularly, well, why isn't every new moon a solar eclipse? Well, it's because the sun and the moon, yes, in conjunction, the launch of the lunar cycle, as if you're a regular listener, you know that, but it's when this conjunction happens close enough to the nodes, meaning it's at the correct angle that when the sun and the moon are at the same position, the the moon, or uh, yes, the moon is in between the earth where we are and the sun. And that's when I say, 
I have my little analogy of the moon stepping in front of the sun and that really spectacular. We've all seen those photos where you get kind of part of the sun is covered, then more of it, then the moon steps right in front and you see this ring. There's all these spectacular things. Now, having said that, don't look directly at the solar eclipse. It's kind of like, well, it's worse actually, but you remember when your mom would say, don't stick your tongue on a frozen pole. Okay. Maybe that's letting you know that I live in a Northern community, but we all tried it, right? So please don't do that. It is very dangerous for your eyesight. So go to a planetarium, find some other way to watch the solar eclipse. You can watch it live online, but please do not look directly at it. Okay, that's my caveat. That's the mother in me telling you what to do. So back to the details. So happening tomorrow at its maximum, going to occur at 1054, 1059 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. And it's occurring where the sun and the moon are at 21 degrees, seven minutes of Libra, which is, of course, why we call it a solar eclipse in Libra. So it's going to last uh, about, you know, at maximum, maybe about an hour total uh, at its maximum. Um, depends on where you are. Again, you can go online and, and find the sites to see where it's visible on the planet. It's mostly happening through the United States and um, through the United States and um, down into South America. So it depends on where you are. Where I am, I'm, we're going to see probably a partial solar eclipse, but down in Brazil, Colombia, they're going to be able to see that full, you know, moon right on top of the sun. It's going to be quite spectacular. Okay, well, let's talk about the astrology. So um, this particular eclipse is a, what's called a south node eclipse, meaning that the sun and the moon are close to the south node. Now, this I have this fantastic resource. It's written by Bernadette Brady, where she breaks down all of the eclipses up until 2050, which is quite incredible with interpretation. And she's fantastic. It's a great book, um, uh, Predictive Astrology, it's called by Bernadette Brady. Amazing. So when you have an eclipse at the south node, it's really a lot, a lot more about your past, your default, your comfort zone, because that is where the south node is. It lives in that kind of, kind of what's considered the past. Now, what she talks about here is that um, this is powerfully linked to this Mars square Pluto that I talked about on the last pod, and when I thought about this, you know, it, Pluto, as I said, is one of the slowest moving planets. But here's the thing, when contacted by Mars, it just speeds everything up. And so I don't know about you, but it just feels like especially in the last week, it feels like events are happening really quickly, and almost not time to process them on an intellectual level or on a on a feeling kind of level on a body, uh, physical kind of level. It just feels like things are moving at a very rapid pace. Well, this is very much in line with this family of eclipses that we're uh, having uh, starting tomorrow. And so part of this rapid pace is that perhaps obstacles are going to be removed quite quickly and a path will become um, uh, miraculously clear and or some sort of crisis or something may come to a head and suddenly manifest. So again, this sense that things are moving quite quickly. Now, the particular flavor of this uh, eclipse is that the sun and the moon are conjunct, yes, but also in the mix is Mercury, uh, also conjunct, all in Libra. 
And so that can be really much more around our needs and our wants, which is represented by the sun and the moon, but also communication, messages, ideas, thoughts. And if any of you have any kind of, you know, anxiety going on, or if that's kind of a regular thing for you, it may feel like there's a lot of messages flying in, especially if you spend, you know, I don't like to always blame social media, but just that idea that you're scrolling through just tons of stuff. And I, you know, just from me to you, friend, astrologer to friend, friend to friend, you know, take those mental health breaks when you need them to just help maybe slow things down a little bit. So that's just me off to the side giving you uh, a tip. All right, let's have a look at some individual charts. So just to repeat, it's mostly a repeat for the regular listeners out there is you'll notice that a lot of times on the podcast, I don't talk about house placement because I don't have a specific chart to look at, which is why I love when I get to look at an individual chart. So I have four listeners that I've picked. Remember my tips from the beginning there. Uh, if you sent your name in and you didn't send me all the details, then I, I'm, I'm hesitant to uh, use your chart. So words to the wise for next time. All right. So first chart I want to look at is well, the other comment I wanted to make before I got there. I know you're all holding your breath. Uh, the other comment I wanted to make is it's always a shock to me and it's maybe getting less to be a shock that every chart that I look at, it's the perfect chart to look at for that particular uh, solar eclipse, new moon, full moon, whatever it is. And these four charts is no exception all quite powerful and quite interesting. So the first chart I want to look at is John's chart, John from down under, John who has been a long time listener, I think from the beginning. I've been doing this podcast over four years and I think John was one of the very first volunteers to step up. So thank you, John. Uh, great to hear from you and great to know that you're still listening. I love that. So for John, this solar eclipse is Yes, auspicious in his 12th house, but just barely so. It's right there on his ascendant about to come into the first house. But strictly speaking, it is occurring in his 12th house. So 12th house is really this kind of a germination period where we kind of pull back from the world and maybe projects are germinating, ideas are percolating. But it's this idea that, you know, something deep within us or with around us are is about to emerge crossing the ascendant and coming and emerging out into the world. And so that's what's going on. But the other piece that's quite powerful for John specifically is that this eclipse is occurring literally right on top of his natal moon. So, uh, you know, right away, I say, John, please take care of yourself emotionally, uh, you know, find some nurturing, some great people to be around, some connections that will definitely take care of you, uh, you know, so that, yeah, so that your, your moon is really, your, that beautiful moon in Libra that you have is really wonderfully taken care of. So yes, it is quite, this solar eclipse quite strong in your chart. And it's this idea that you may be birthing something, something new, something impactful related to how you approach the world or something around your personal development as this crosses your ascendant and emerges into the world. You know, maybe it's a launch of a brand new you. I'm not sure, but it's definitely feeling uh, quite powerful. I will just side note, John, I do see that your birthday is coming up. And so it wouldn't be a bad time to have uh a solar return consultation as we do once a year. So, you know, consider that. Okay, moving on to our next chart is Courtney, also 
quite interesting that this uh, solar eclipse is also right on her ascendant, but in the first house. So it's already passed over into the ascendant. And the other part that's important specifically for Courtney is that it's contacting uh, her natal Pluto making it kind of doubly powerful because of course Pluto is that powerful planet of transformation and change which is really perhaps a theme for Courtney related to the first house which is all around first house is all around me myself and I so it's my personal development so something perhaps around your own uh, personal development how you approach the world your appearance uh, you know how people view you uh, all of that is uh, related to the ascendant and as I said earlier this theme of this solar eclipse is things are moving quickly and so perhaps there's a lot of change happening uh, quite quickly maybe you know the other uh, theme related to this Pluto in your chart is around purging, purging what's not working, you know, and by using that mercury that's in there, using some clear boundaries and messages to perhaps purge and get rid of, you know, what is not serving you anymore. Okay, let's move on to Dawn, another uh, longtime listener, and thanks for stepping forward. Here, the solar eclipse is in her third house. Third house is all around something around siblings, possibly, or your neighborhood, your close neighbors, and maybe your mind. So remember how I was saying is that things are moving quite quickly. And when it's related to the mind, it can, you know, it can kind of bring on a lot of anxiety, a lot of thoughts going along. So there's some definitely some challenges here around, you know, this powerful change and transformation as it relates to maybe your thoughts and ideas, maybe something to do with siblings or in your close neighborhood. I would note as well as this solar eclipse is hitting your Jupiter uh, dawn, which is in your third house. And that may be challenging, uh, sparking, you know, your faith or your, you know, your search for higher meaning. Jupiter is very much around your beliefs and your faith. And so that may be uh, impacted by or, you know, really energized by this, um, this solar eclipse. Okay, and then lastly, I want to talk about Jamie's chart. Jamie is a first time volunteer. Thank you for that, Jamie. And here again, at a very uh, specific spot in your chart, it is in your sixth house, but strictly speaking, con conjunct or right up against your descendant, which is really all around relationships. And again, this idea of quick movingness that, you know, that something may perhaps resolve around those relationships. And these are the relationships I'm talking about here for when it's around the descendant are those important one-to-one -one relationships or partnerships. And so there might be, you know, some sort of resolution happening, you know, obstacles are removed in that area and or a crisis point. So again, that the communication may be a key because of this Mercury influence here. And don't forget that because it's a solar eclipse, that sun and the moon in the same spot, that getting your needs and your wants met within these one-to-one -one partnerships may be a theme. Now, I couldn't help notice the other thing that's going on for you, Jamie, is that you're experiencing what's called a nodal return. So remember how I said that the solar eclipses are related to the nodes? Well, your nodes have made the full trip around, which takes anywhere from 18 to 19 years. And so you're coming to the end of this 18 or 19 year cycle, which is highlighted, of course, by the solar eclipse. So my invitation to you is to look back to early 2005, 
what was going on then? What were the themes? Were there projects that you started? Because what's happening now is possibly the completion or, you know, uh, the culmination of these themes that were started back, like I said, early 2005. So it'd be worth it to look back and see. Nodal returns can be quite powerful as it's a resetting for the next 18 to 19 years and what's going to be in store for you over that time. That is the podcast for Friday. I think I set a record. It might have been that could be my longest podcast ever. So thanks for hanging in. If you've made it all the way to this point, thanks for that. Consider joining us tonight for the new moon Zoom, rather the solar eclipse Zoom. It's going to be really interesting. And, uh, you know, it's always a great group of humans that show up. So definitely consider joining us 6.30 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. And of course, if you need the link, just reach out. All right. I hope you have a fantastic day and I look forward to speaking to you again very soon.